What's going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and keep your youth ministry moving forward. So glad you could be with me today. It is the week of Thanksgiving. Super thankful for all of you. I hope that you're having a wonderful kickoff to the holiday season. As you're listening to this, I hope that you have some eggnog or some apple cider, hot apple cider just kind of sitting by the fire somewhere and just kind of chilling and relaxing and enjoying your family. And uh, today, interesting conversation. We're going to be talking with a youth pastor who decided to use Dungeons & Dragons as his framework to talk with a bunch of students in his youth ministry about the gospel. Now, before everybody sets their hair on fire and says, Paul, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, Dungeons & Dragons has made a massive uh, re-emergence in the past five years, and uh, it is quite popular amongst teenagers again these days and young adults, if you have not noticed. And the fact that uh, it is the conditions under which that is happening is uh, quite favorable in a lot of different arenas. You see, back in my day in 1983, when I first discovered Dungeons & Dragons and played with my friends, whom I'm still friends with till this day, uh, you see, everybody thought it was from the devil. And to be honest, they simply couldn't be further from the truth. That did not dissuade me, and I continue to play, and continue to play up until this day, uh, with my friends, whom I originally did. So that makes 40 years of gaming with uh, a bunch of guys uh, who I bonded with over a game. Now, am I saying that you should play Dungeons & Dragons? I am not. Am I saying that you should take Dungeons & Dragons and use it in your youth ministry? Nope, not saying that either. What I am saying, though, is that this youth pastor that we're going to interview today found a way to teach the gospel using the framework of Dungeons & Dragons, and he is going to tell us all about it. Before we jump into today's episode, uh, if you follow me on social at all, you know that I've been talking about my new resource, Adventus. And Adventus is a Advent devotion series for Instagram, and you get 28 devotions and graphics. And if you're interested in building a consistent presence on Instagram to reach the teenagers and young adults that may follow you there or follow your youth ministry account, then this is going to be for you. So I'm going to put a link down below for two things. One, for the actual 28 days. If you're interested and you say, I'm all in already, need the graphics, want the devotion, all I'm going to do is copy and paste. It's as easy as post, pray, engage, post it, then pray that the right kids need to see it, and then engage with those that engage with the graphic and the devotion. But if you are not sure and you want to check it out, well, then I'll put another link where you can get seven days free. You just kick it off, kick the tires, take the first seven days, the first seven days of graphics, the first seven days of the devotions, and uh, use them, see what kind of engagement you get. And if you want the rest, you can purchase the rest, but there'll be a link. All you have to do is sign up for my newsletter and you will get the seven free devotions and graphics. So link down in the description below. All right, we're going to jump into our interview with Billy Canerium, the youth pastor that decided to use Dungeons & Dragons as his framework to share gospel truths. Now, all I can ask of you is to keep an open mind and to listen to what we're saying, because we're not, this episode is not all about how to play Dungeons & Dragons. The episode is not all about the the favorability of you doing that or favorability of the game. It's That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how to think outside the box when your audience, your students are into a thing that you're not into, and, but how do you then go about using that thing? And even if it's appropriate, if it's, you know, to use such a thing to uh, use, uh, to speak the gospel to them uh, and be able to use that as a framework. So 
Uh, hopefully you'll listen through. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. And I believe it is this episode is filled with a tremendous amount of tips because if you use things like the MCU or Harry Potter or other cultural touchstones to preach the gospel through and use illustrations and so forth. And I think you're going to get tremendous amount of value in today's episode. In addition, I have taken Billy's lessons so that you can see for yourself, how did he conduct this? How did he do it? Well, there'll be a link down in the description below. I put it up in my store. It is 100% free. Do not give me any money for it. I told him I would leave it there for free and free it shall be. So if you would like to use it for yourself or just to investigate how to uh, put together a framework of something uh, by which you will use to uh, share gospel truths with, well, then you might want to take a look at it for yourself. So let's go ahead and join Billy Canerium as we talk about framework and Dungeons and Dragons. All right, everybody, Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net here with a guest today to talk about amazing things like Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, so my guest today is uh, Billy Canerium and Billy, thanks for joining me today and uh, talking with some other youth workers. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, give us a little, give us a little breakdown. Uh, tell us a little about uh, your youth ministry and yourself and, uh, and all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Well, I have, uh, I'm in youth ministry in Kingston, Tennessee, uh, about 30 minutes outside of Knoxville, uh, right in the heart of big orange country. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've been here. Well, I have to say roll tide. I have to say roll tide. It's, it's uh, mandatory if a Tennessee guy says that. To I have to say. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm just sticking up for the people. I just, I'm just trying to fit in around here. I got you. <laughs> so I've been here uh, three years. Uh, I've been doing youth ministry for, oh, this coming year will be 20th year. So, wow, that is fantastic. Let's hear Let's give it up for him. Like for longevity, ladies and gentlemen, come on. Youth pastor in 20 years. I love it. So it, just lately, uh, there was some uh, buzz on uh, some of the youth uh, ministry um, uh, Facebook groups and things like that, because you did a message, Bible study, around the topic of Dungeons and Dragons. And I understand that in recent years, uh, 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 that it is uh, surfaced as being really popular uh, because of things like Critical Role and other, other facets that are, um, are creating that energy. And uh, you, what, what prompted you to then tap into that and create a framework for this message? Yeah, so I was really happy that the buzz was positive because uh, with, with anything that could get in that gray area of controversy, uh, sometimes people know about it because you're in trouble. Uh, so it's really nice to not be. Uh, really what brought it about is about half of my high school students and almost all of our young adults all play. Uh, they spend almost their entire day on Saturday just hanging out, uh, playing this game. And I said, all right, if you're going to spend that much time playing, I'm going to figure out a way to use it to teach you something else. Uh, and so we, uh, back in January, we had done the same thing with Among Us, uh, which I know is really popular for youth ministers to take and turn into a lesson. Right. We did that. It went over really well. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons. All right, we're going to take that and use the terminology and the vocabulary there and what they're learning and what they're already really familiar with and just use that as a framework to teach biblical truths. Well, that, and that's tremendous because like you said, anything that could be controversial uh, will ignite the, uh, the youth ministry uh, Facebook groups on fire. They'll just ignite. They'll just like combust 
suddenly. And, uh, and that wasn't the, that I did not see that response there, which was good. Um, you also, so tell me about breaking down. You broke it down, I believe in two parts. So which two parts, and, and real quick, what, did you have any experience with Dungeons and Dragons before this, or was it just something you noticed in kids and said, well, I got to learn this and figure it out so I can be able to adapt it. Yeah. So I have played before, but it was probably, it was in high school. So 20 something years ago. Uh, so I had a vague idea. Like I knew the framework of the game. Right. Uh, actually, when I mentioned to uh, some of our young adults, like, Hey, I want to, you know, step into doing a lesson with this. And I had them kind of help me build some framework and stuff with it. Um, they, they knew way more. They were like, well, we're in the fifth edition. And what, what edition do you know? And I didn't know there was different editions. Um, and so I, I was way behind the eight ball as far as all of the information, but I had a really good idea of what the game was. I just didn't know it had expanded so much. Sure. Sure. And if you talk to people about anything like anime, if you ask a 14 year old girl, what anime they like, Why they would you? sit with you for six hours. And ask you about all your anime experience. And really, you're just saying, hey, I just, I'm just asking a question. Just, you know, just see what you're interested sure. in. I have no knowledge what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, I love the fact that if you ask, once again, if you ask anybody that has a fandom of any kind, they want to talk about it. They want to they want to bring it up. They want to drill down as deep as they can and find out uh, things. And so your, your students did that. Break it down for me. You broke it down into a two-part uh, message or lesson what, what were those two parts so the first week we we wanted to make sure they understood exactly where we weren't going with it and what we were doing with it generally the game is about storytelling uh and it's there's a lot of negative you can bring into it there's a lot of positive you can get for it uh at the end of the day whoever the dungeon master whoever the guy telling the narrative of the story is that's right. who's kind of driving where it goes uh, and so with all the different controversy that it's found itself tied up in through the years, a lot of it is because of the individual running that particular game. Uh, and so we focus a lot on, hey, this game could go really dark and potentially evil pretty quickly, or it could just be a fun story that happens to have uh, diverse and unique characters in it. Uh, so we took that idea and started talking about um, the importance of who's telling your story, who you allow to speak narratives into your life, uh, who you allow to come in and be those voices that kind of guide you. You know, for teenagers, we'd love it to be their parents. We'd love it to be the youth minister or some other adult or mentor. But more often than not, those voices are going to get a little bit drowned out in those teen years. And the loudest voices are going to be their friends. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we hit heavily on, you know, who you, who you choose to be those narrators for you, who you choose to be the influencers that are kind of guiding your story and making suggestions of how you should spend your time and setting up the scenarios that you're going to find yourself in having to make the choices, right. which is basically what the game is. Sure. Um, so we took that really, really basic foundational concept of the game and then used it to talk about, okay, how does this make sense in life? Like if you're 12 years old and you're in you know, middle school, you have no idea what this game even is. Are you going to sit here and listen to me talk for however long about something you don't know? Well, probably not. So we, we started with the draw of the game. And so all the students that knew the game, yeah, I, I had a student 
at the very beginning say, I don't know how you're going to tell me about Jesus using Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, and she was like super excited to figure out how I was going to do that. <laughs> uh, and so the, the expectation may have, I may have set myself up on that one, but, uh, but we used the, the concepts and then told biblical truths doing that. So the first week we, we focused on like that, that narrator in your life, who your influences are, who your, who your storytellers are. The second week, we took the idea of character building and earning experience and collecting weapons, uh, which are all big parts of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we turned that into like, okay, well, character is an important uh, element. And how, how do we build character as we're growing up? Like, what are the elements that uh, build that into us? How, are, you know, how could we find ways to do that well? Uh, what should we be building towards? Um, and we talked about the experience points that you gain in the game in order to level up to different you know, strengths and all that type of stuff. Um, and so we, we took that idea and talked about the different experiences we have in life, uh, good, bad, and indifferent. We talked about how everyone, the old saying of everyone wants a testimony, but no one wants to go through the test. Sure. Uh, and that you know, all, the, all the experiences we have aren't positive but that we can learn a lot of things through those and we have the opportunity to gain knowledge and wisdom and experience through those uh, things that we have to struggle through just as much as we have the opportunity to do that with good things. Yes. Uh, And then we finished with, well, if we're talking about a spiritual battle, you've got to be prepared with a weapon and what does a spiritual weapon look like and what is it? And so we dug in on, on the Bible and how to use that in a spiritual type of sense uh, and then the third week, uh, we did uh, just a giant live version of Dungeons and Dragons um, ish. Like we didn't do, we have goblins running around. We have anybody dressed up. We didn't have giant weapons for them to pick up. Um, but we we made sure they had some of those elements. So in their small groups, that was their party, and they yeah. had to on our campus. We had somebody that had weapons for them, they had to find that person, somebody that had a map and they had to find that person um, and all these different, all these different elements they had to find. Each of those individuals, we gave the freedom to make them earn it. So if they came to the weapon guy and he said, all right, yeah, you want a sword, that, that's fine. So we had like pool noodles as weapons and all sorts of stuff, um, no actual swords. Yeah. Uh, so that nobody was injured. Started. Nobody was injured in this. Uh, yeah, no, no one got hurt. No one was. There was, close no, there was nobody injuries or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. So that the weapon person could say, sure, you you want to earn the weapon. Um, you've got to go. Um, oh, what did he send? He sent them for the hat of one of our other adults. Uh, he said, you got to go get Drew's hat and bring it back to me. Um, and so they had to figure out how to do that, and then come back. They could get their weapon. And so we spent probably like an hour and a half. Um, with them trying to earn these different things that they had to get in order to get to the place we had hidden a treasure chest for them to find. Yeah. Uh, so the goal was them getting all the things and getting in, getting the treasure chest and bringing that back. I think it's so cool that because you do focus on on one of the less you talk about choosing your party, right? Who you decide to go on this adventure with, right? Sure. The, the other people that you have around you. And I think that's such a, a great lesson and it's experiential, uh, because you broke it down for them because they, you know, they'll never forget that lesson. They'll never forget the time that they did that. And that's, that's, I think that's a pretty important element to teaching. 
And uh, so I would like to know then post that, what was the response of students? What, how did the, the, the young lady who said, how are you gonna, how are you gonna do this? What was, I'd like to know her response to, uh, uh, to how it all kind of panned out for her. Yeah, so we, the only problem really we had with the series is we couldn't get uh, the groups that had students to play right. uh, would not end their small groups each night. <laughs> they were just, they loved, they loved talking about it. Uh, and they loved this new element of talking about this game that they enjoy and what we were doing with Bible Truths added into it. Uh, so each week, the, the struggle was getting them to, you know, to leave. Uh, which is a great struggle to have, but sure, sure, yeah, still, still there. Um, but we've had several of them, like throughout the course of the series, we had more students come in that we'd never met before, uh, and they would come up with their friend that they did know that we that we knew, and they'd say, "Hey, so he doesn't believe me that you're gonna, you know, use this game." And uh, <laughs> oh. so it was really cool to see them, you know, kind of continuing to bring up that challenge. Like, okay, how are you gonna, how are you gonna tell me? bible stuff using this game that's supposed to be evil and you know don't you christians all hate this and you know all of that stuff so it was really interesting to see that dynamic well uh, let me tell you what I, that is exciting to hear as one who grew up in the 80s also playing dungeons <laughs> and dragons uh it was not looked upon kindly i will say sure. uh but that never stopped me because i kind of knew the i was like it was like the matrix like i could see through all the the stuff that says this is a storytelling game and it's something that you know, I enjoyed it. And it's something I got together with my friends and, and they're still my closest friends today are the people that I gamed with. Yeah. So we, so, we told them from the beginning, we said, you know, they're, they're already do, playing this game. Uh, and we, we started with Acts uh, 17 where Paul goes to the Areopagus and he, he basically uses things that he had seen and observed to start a conversation with them. Never waters down his message. Doesn't change it. any. just encapsulates it in things that they would know. Uh, and that's all we were shooting for was taking something they already knew and not trying to like over spiritualize it. Uh, we didn't right, try right. to make Dungeons and Dragons, you know, we didn't co-opt it for Jesus or anything. We just said, Hey, you know, this game, you know, these things. So I'm going to use those terminologies yeah. and tell you something deeper. You didn't call it Jesus and dragons. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, we didn't try to make the D sound like something different. And you know, we didn't do the whole Christian thing that we normally do and try to steal Thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for uh, keeping it real there. Uh, that brings up one, one last point I want to ask you about is sure. what advice would you give to youth workers who are going to hear this, maybe young youth workers who, uh, who say, oh, wow, you can use that um, in church and they go headlong into it. Uh, can you choose, talk about using the right framework? And by the way, frameworks are nothing new. We've used Star Wars. We've used Hunger Games. Uh, we've used Marvel MCU. I mean, it's all framework. So, so what advice though, would you give, uh, here's some tips before you dive headlong into this, here's something, some things you kind of need to, you know, vet out a little bit. Sure. We'll start with the obvious, right? Like, uh, over communicate it to all of your leaders. Uh, like I had to sell the idea of this, uh, to my ministry team first, because a lot of them, either don't play, never have played, or just knew negatives about it from when they were younger. Um, so selling it to my team uh, of my, my people to help in our ministry uh, and then to our elders uh, and just laying it all out in 
minute detail of exactly what we were talking about, where we were going with it, why we were choosing that particular framework, uh, because this was outside of the box for the church. You know, we, yeah, we mentioned a whole bunch of things that people use all the time. Uh, this was in a different box for them uh, and trying to unpack that. Uh, in, in my context, I was incredibly uh, blessed. My senior minister's sons all play. And so he was already well aware of it. Um, and it wasn't as hard of a sell as it might be for somebody else. Um, yeah. But we were prepared to make that, uh, make that case uh, and cast the vision for why, why we were choosing that. Um, I would also say pick something that they know. My students all knew this game. If they didn't know the game, it really wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worthwhile risk for me to try to make that sell if I was trying to introduce them to it at, you know, something they didn't even already know. Um, so, and then doing your research, like they were ready to challenge me on every single point I made and how that related to the game and why I would make that point during this particular lesson. Like they yeah. were ready. Um, and they were also ready with other questions about things in the game. They're like, well, I thought maybe you would do this. Um, and we didn't. Uh, so like the, the night we did the live game, we ended it with uh, the BBEG in the, in the game is the big bad evil guy, which was probably the easiest crossover one uh, to turn into the church stuff. Um, but we, we use their terminology, like the game vocabulary. Uh, yeah. and if you're going to do that, it, it's really worthwhile, but you better be ready because they're going to challenge you every single step of it. Uh, yeah, those are called, by the way, in, in game, that's called rules lawyering. Rules yeah. lawyering. That's called rules lawyering because in the game, they will then say, well, you can't do that because the rule says or the book says. And so they, they're just trying to keep you honest. They're just that's sure. probably how they play all the time is they spend an hour playing the game and two hours arguing about what yeah. you were allowed to do. <laughs> and, and I would say that's the danger in, in youth ministry trying to co-op something into it is they're passionate about that thing already. They're probably going to know more than we do on it unless it happens to also be a passion of yours right. um so if you're going to step into that you've got to put in the work you've got to be ready because the my biggest fear in it that i was going to either say something that didn't really line up with the game and they go we don't do that <laughs> or that they were going to ask me and challenge me on something that i should have known if i was going to use that framework and then lose all credibility because i couldn't answer it uh or yeah, i couldn't yeah. or i didn't know what they were saying yeah. Uh, so definitely putting in putting in the time and the study uh, for whatever the framework is you want to use. Right. And and you bring up so many good points there. And especially the fact is um, that don't do it because it's your passion. Do it because it it it's the reflection of the group in which you're ministering to. As Paul ministered, you know, to in Arapagus, you know, that you're saying, look, I got a bunch of Arapagans here, <laughs> or, you know, I have a sure. bunch of kids who are playing this thing, right, or doing this, whatever they're into, uh, you know, do it because of that. Don't do it because like, hey, I really love this thing. And who cares if my kids understand it or not? I love it. And so I want to talk about it. Do I wouldn't want to like, introduce them to something potentially controversial if they didn't already know it. Uh, was a squid game is a huge thing now. Like, well, do we use squid game to tell biblical oh, truth? No. Like, well, maybe. I mean, if all of your students are watching squid game, if you can find yeah. some way to use that, then yeah. great. But just because squid game is trending doesn't mean yeah. it needs to be your next youth group series. 
Right. Or it doesn't mean you should play the squid games. <laughs> sure. Maybe just because it maybe doesn't, it doesn't cross over that way. Uh, but, but yeah, just, just because it's a hot topic doesn't mean it's something you should preach on or, or just, you know, bring it into the, bring it into the fold. And, uh, you know, you weren't teaching. That's the thing too, is I think people understand when you use a framework, you're not, you're not teaching them how to do the thing. You're just, uh, you're just referencing the thing to bring a, bring across a deeper spiritual truth that is connected. And the focus is on scripture, not the thing. The thing is just there. That's just yeah. the language and the other things. And then you're really just, you know, getting down to the scripture and, and making the connection in their minds, in their point, in their frame of reference, you know, they're saying, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah, I completely understand that now. So, uh, Billy, if somebody wanted more information or if they just wanted to hit you up or follow you on Instagram or anything like that, where can they reach out to you? Yeah, so they'd have to figure out how to spell my last name, which would... Uh might preclude them on that since all of my social media uses it so i will put it down in the notes uh, yes so that'd be super easy uh, for them to do that the best way and what we're going to do also and i talked to uh, billy about this before we uh started is i'm going to go ahead and take the lessons that he has and i'm going to go ahead and put them up in my store for free so if you want them and you just want to download them you're welcome to do that uh once again pay attention to what billy said pay attention to asking permissions and and knowing if this is the right thing and those are so critical no matter what the framework is no matter whether you're you catch on to something or you keep your audience in mind and all that good advice billy thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your heart and and uh loving your kids like a good youth pastor should and, and doing all that good stuff i appreciate the invitation thank you so what do you think did you learn something new did you find out a way to frame something maybe that's popular that may be usable to share the gospel with your students, especially if they're really into that thing? Did you learn maybe to take some steps before you even go near it to find and get permissions maybe to talk about all those things that your students are into? Well, I hope you I hope you learned something and I hope that you found it fascinating and maybe it'll get you thinking out of the box as well. Well, that is it for today's episode, guys. I thank you so much for your time and your attention. The links down below to talk with Billy or to download the lessons will be made available. And uh, I hope that you all have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for the work that you do. Uh, thank you for doing it, even when it's hard. So that's it for today, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.